What's going on, everybody? This is Whiskey, Web, and Whatnot with myself, Robbie the Wagner, and my co-host, as always, Charles William Carpenter III. Beep, boop, boop, boop. So yeah, we tried to have Kelly Vaughn, Chris Coyer, Scott Talinsky, Wes Boss, and Tracy... I'm blanking on Tracy's last name. Lee. Lee, yeah. Yeah. This um, is bad. <laughs> it's fine. We're, we I, do what I, we want. Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, frazzled today. I will admit. Yep, some, some folks, we try to have some folks on and record all at the same time. And when you need to have many internets working well... Often that's not the case. I guess we just need to realize that even in 2023, internet speeds are a problem and infrastructure is an issue. But we try to have some fun folks on and talk whiskey and speak about many other internet things. Unfortunately, we were only able to cobble together about 30 minutes of it and we lost Kelly and all of that. So sorry, Kel, chicken cock. Um, (laughs) Enjoy what you're about to hear. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Whiskey Web and Whatnot special 100th episode edition with lots of fancy guests and myself, Robbie the Wagner, and my co-host, as always, Charles William Carpenter III. So, yeah. There's a story. (laughs) I don't know. I'm seeing all these Because there's so many people. think of the Brady Bunch. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know how to introduce this many people. Let's just go through and... For most people have probably heard of all of you, but if you want to give a quick intro into who you are, we'll start with Chris. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me, guys. I just saw you in person just the other week, and and yeah, and Kelly, and Scott, and Tracy. Oh my god, everybody about Wes. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, you, you miss render. What's <laughs> the place? Who's the freaking well, place well, to be, man? I own and operate a website called CodePen. That's my fame and fortune at the moment and uh, i'm glad to be here congratulations on 100 too by the way fella thanks yeah it's a lot of free time is what it is chris thank you (laughs) all righty actually brings us to scott hey what's up my name is scott talinsky i am the co-host of the syntax podcast and formerly of level up tutorials okay and tracy So every time you like decide who goes next, you have to like count the alphabet in your head. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, that's I see the delay. You. I see the eyes. <laughs> My name is Tracy. You can follow me on Twitter at Lady Elite. I am the co-founder of a company called This.Labs. We do a lot of stuff in the open source world, specifically JavaScript. So I'm also co-host of a, a podcast called Modern Web and Build It Better. And yeah, if you ever want to hang out, I'm still on Twitter, y'all. It's no shame in that. Last but not least. Hey, yeah, you, uh, my name. <laughs> all right, I'll take it over. My name's Wes Boss. I'm a full stack dev from Canada. And I, along with Scott, we run the Syntax podcast, which recently has joined Sentry. Pretty excited about that. And I also make web development courses online. Cool, cool. Super. I'm assuming that Chuck is waiting for me to try to say something at points, but uh, my dogs have been going nuts in the background, so I've been muted. So sorry for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it sounds like there's a co-host spot available. Anyone yeah. interested in applying? <laughs> the pay is terrible. Other than whiskey, free whiskey, all you want. Speaking of whiskey, so we're uh, not going to dwell too long on the whiskey, although this is a whiskey web and whatnot podcast, so we have to talk about it a little bit and encourage folks to make bad decisions and drink while they work and talk. 
So coming back around to the Sagamore barrel pick that we did forever ago, feels like years ago at this point, but still an oldie but a goodie. So the stats on that one are 110 proof, aged seven years, and it's a blend of two straight rye mash bills. And I guess we never got into the details of what those separate mash bills were, but... uh, Did you just get to decide, though? Like, were you like... Well, at least Robbie did. They can't yeah. nail it in two different places, apparently. Only one place. It's really hard to enter two addresses and two separate packages. So <laughs> he got to go through, taste from three or four different barrels, and then just made a, uh educated guess at what I would like from there. So yeah, for the, the whiskey, they sent me three barrel ones, and I didn't mix them. It was just like getting straight from each of those barrels. So deciding which one tasted the best. And one had like a ton of like, charred stuff floating in it and i was like i'm gonna say not that one because that doesn't look fun to drink the other one tasted kind of scotchy and this one was not scotchy so that's how i picked it it's very (laughs) sweet smelling yeah yeah i think it's good it's it's true to sagamore's like normal rye i would say it's a little different but kind of in line with their normal offering that's true tracy you haven't been able to taste it as of yet i wonder what, what 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 notes do you get in the smell though I got, let's see. I don't know. What would you consider it? I just smell sugar. Sugar. Uh, I don't, I don't feel like there's a lot of alcohol. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, there's not a lot of heat coming out of the, the scent at least, right? It's Isn't not it like, 110 proof? It should be some alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is hot. It is hot. Yeah, it's a, so mm-hmm. just has a high proof in the very least, but not like an overwhelming amount of burn. I feel like it's a nice sweet spot. I need at least 100 proof for me because I've burned off so many taste buds at this point in life. When you start getting 120, 130, it gets to be a little much. I, uh, I can see that now. I mean, I'm comparing it to Weller, the Weller Special Reserve, the green label, and it's 90 proof. And I can definitely see how the Sagamore is definitely like a little... A little hotter on the nose but it's so subtle right like it's not like oh my gosh i just have Yum. an alcohol swab up my nose <laughs> right. describe it those aren't usually the tastiest ones so we're not going to go through the whole like tentacle thing unless anybody really is missing out on that just in general just talking about like those of us of course who get to enjoy it right now i am forgetful and didn't have a bottle at the office so I'm having something else. I'm going to say it's not as good as Sagamore, though. It's some Benchmark bottled in bonds, so the 100-proof version of Benchmark. And what I like about Benchmark is it's like under 20 bucks, but actually still pretty tasty. I'm not ashamed to, to grab that. I don't know if I'd make it my, my first choice, but not a bad one for what it is and definitely a good like cocktail starter. I give it a four tentacles. Anyway, cool. we, can, we can move on and talk, talk a little tech. What do you think, Robbie? Yeah, yeah. Do we want to do these hot takes or just move into the other general questions? Ooh, hot takes. But hot what takes. is a hot take these days, though? Like, do you guys have hot takes prepared or like? Yeah, I mean, it's general stuff like who likes Tailwind or not. I'm probably in the minority of this group in liking it. We did a modern web podcast. I don't know if Robbie and Chuck y'all were there, but I thought it was going to be a hot, spicy one, and it was. It was Tailwind or no, and everybody said yes to Tailwind. I'll say no. Everybody said yes. Yeah. I'll say no. Everyone yes said yes. I, I say I don't care enough, honestly. I have no, like, uh, oh. That's even sure. less spicy. You're horrible at this. <laughs> this is a podcast, Chuck. You got to. Yeah. No, I, I'll, go, I'll go on Twitter later and say Uno CSS or whatever that other one is. It's like just like it, but different. Yeah, the exact yeah, same thing. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it's got like three different things, and it comes out of the Nuxt community, I think, which makes it better automatically, right? Well, those of you I, that I'm, use it a lot, I am curious of what do you? Okay, here's a there's this new API called the View Transitions API. It's super cool. I'm sure anybody that follows CSS at all is like, oh, that's hot stuff, right? And one of the jobs you have with that API is unique identifiers. You have to attach a unique name to, to different div elements. You could just make up the name, but it's got to be unique, you know? I would think a utility class is especially horrible at that because now you have this one-off pair that that should not and cannot be replicated lest you break the entire API because no two can be the same. Otherwise, you've ruined it. I'm not trying to say, oh, that's an example of tailwind sucking because is it's true that, and I just, because I have no production tailwind things, I'm curious it doesn't matter. I can write some additional CSS also, right? I still have a style sheet that I type random CSS yeah. stuff into that gets compiled all together. Right? It's not stopping me from using this API, right? It just also has utility totally. classes that I can use. Like the just-in-time compiler, what most of you might think about Tailwind, which is the set of classes, you can pick from them. CSS is getting so complex now that it has to be compiled. So basically you write this syntax of classes and then it will compile to the equivalent css because like like you said like if you want to be able to put in a custom has selector or a view transition whatever you are kind of or a scope selector or a container query it just seems like there's more and more css that's harder to turn into utilities yeah it's true it's all kind of possible but it's certainly at least in my opinion some of yeah. that more advanced I, stuff is a little easier to write there. As somebody who had like a hot take about Tailwind on Twitter and felt the full wrath of the Tailwind community, I can tell you exactly what they appreciate most about Tailwind is that the consistency, which you can obviously get from like variables, right? So it's the consistency. A lot of people like it just for component-based scoping. One of the things I heard a lot was, well, you must love separation of concerns. It's like, no, I just write single file components and scope my CSS to that component. So people like conflate Tailwind a lot with writing like component-based CSS, but also with like design systems that are built in there for you. And then a lot of people just like that it makes a, a thousand decisions for you so you don't have to think about it. So I think there's like a, a number of things, but I heard those things over and over again where, where I, I don't know if like people just haven't used other systems or... Maybe the Tailwind was the first thing they used beyond vanilla. A lot of it, it comes down to scoping and control and then consistency. They don't like it when you say that you're bumper bowling with CSS, even though. <laughs> they, they don't well, like it when you say very many things about it. <laughs> Isn't it very much so? It's just like, I feel like it's just like, what is the current trend, right? Like inline CSS is the best thing ever before though like you know two months ago it's like oh no it wasn't and i'm talking about like a few years ago right but then everybody Mm -hmm. got on the like inline css train and here we are with another trend and i don't think it's a trend if it was a trend it would have gone away by now i know so many people i respect that are like no this is great i can move from project to project it's the same across every project i have 13 different ways to declare padding that's it it keeps it replicatable and I can jump into anything and I totally get all that and it's so frustrating to hear people on either side of the argument not understand why somebody uses it and or people who don't hate it say oh it's messy both sides are being silly and also there's the aspect that people have a lot of people not everybody and you don't have to but a lot of people have literally bought in 
So now what? You know, was I wrong? Did I waste my money? Like, oh, interesting. You, because there's a paid component of it that that affects your brain space here a little bit. Like, oh, I already shelled out 150 bucks on these components. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> say that right. I like them. So like you can put it in any app and any framework and like you could do that with CSS too, but then you got to set up like your SAS or whatever and all your build stuff and versus just kind of copying all the classes over. I don't know. I like but the portability. It's artisanal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, t- I'm kidding. But it's, it's, it is kind of funny to see how like, you know, again, going back to, you know, I started getting to JavaScript around 2015. You know, there was a lot of debates, Angular versus React, for example, of no, we shouldn't have everything do everything for us. And React is better because you could just write JavaScript and it's awesome. And then, you know, I feel like generally just all of JavaScript has all agreed that like frameworks, meta frameworks, we're talking about Tailwind, like having things that just make your life a lot easier is what we're bought into these days. We were looking at an online store for syntax. So we were like going through like possible pick and pack vendors. And there was this one really good logistics company that was like perfect. They did everything we want, but we had to use their storefront. And I'm not lying. They had two versions of jQuery on their their front. And it was just like, oh gosh, like it was like nine years old tech and i couldn't believe it jquery jquery wasn't bad it's just that we don't need it anymore you know like it's not like you realize that there's a better way i guess like like frameworks are a better way but like it's jquery versus vanilla not jquery versus react yeah Yeah, jquery was about gluing together the issues with the browser wars right it was about getting yourself away a path forward past all this like oh this is the ie6 Thing or whatever. It was find something, do something, and there's problems both with finding and doing. I would argue with probably no one that we have this problem a little bit for those who got into development in the last like few years or so, and then probably went through like an accelerator or something else because people aren't learning JavaScript, they're learning React. So they can go and get a React job because that's the success metric out of those things. And then when folks need to like understand the actual APIs there to the browser and JavaScript, they're like, oh, I'm really screwed. And I'm kind of starting over, right? Walking that back is is a difficult paradigm. I, I went straight into Ember. I remember I was coding and going into a boot camp and my boyfriend at the time was like looking at me and I was like creating all these cute little images with marquee tags, you know, my first <laughs> week. and. He's like, ah, oh, should I give it to you or not? And then he like showed me Ember and I was like, this is magical. And I just like built tons of websites that weekend, you know, and hello material. So I don't know. I mean, I think it really helps me, but fundamentals. Yeah, I, I still remember even going through that. I made uh, Ben Lush. I went to Netflix and I was like, okay, Ben, everyone's excited about this RxJS thing. And I was like, teach me RxJS. What is it? And I remember sitting down with him and he looks at me and he's like, let's, let's start a vanilla JavaScript first. <laughs> <laughs> but without a framework, right? It's like, I wouldn't have been able to, my uptick would have been slower in a sense, right? So getting productive quickly was really satisfying. Let's say you're going to use nothing, you know, like as Wes said, it's, it's like jQuery versus vanilla, right? We're not in a world where we're templating a bunch of HTML. If that's the case, then fine, use a framework. But you're about to sit down and write some vanilla JS that has a 
find something, do something spirit to it. Like, let's say it's a click to copy, right? You need JavaScript to do that. A little, you put a little button and you want to click it. So you're going to copy the crap out of a text area or whatever. I feel like the temptation is to make a JavaScript file and then write copy button equals document dot query selector or maybe all, depending on what you're doing. And then, and then attach it, do an add event listener to the click and then do the thing. I remember back in the early days before it was decided that it was uncool is to just put an on-click handler right in HTML. And then that was crucified. <laughs> but then, in, of course, in JSX, it's the only way to do it. You know, like, yeah, we unclick everything. But wh why not? Can, can, is on-click back? Can we, like, well, screw query selector. Why even bother with query selector? Just put the click handler right on the freaking HTML. <laughs> or on-click in the HTML. But see, that was the thing is, like, it... <laughs> It's funny how these things become cyclical or, you know, faddish or whatever else, because there's so many different ways to solve problems on the web. And well, the concern I remember was that there's, you know, there's two, now that there's two pieces of code in totally different files that are tied at the hip and they're easier yeah. to break because. Right. You know. But, you know, you were around in the web standards movement, right? Where it's like. CSS is its own thing and HTML is its own thing and JavaScript is its own thing. And let's stop like polluting these files with all this crazy stuff. And it's hard to kind of parse as a human. And we fought and we fought and we got that. And then React came along and was like, hold on a second. Maybe we can put a little of those, couple of those together. It's not terrible because we're winning some things. And then now we mesh, mush, 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 mush all the things together. But then I would just wonder if we're starting to kind of see another side of that. Other than Ember, of course, Robbie, because it's going to be separate all the time. You have server render becoming so good now and transition APIs and all these things kind of making some of the niceties that we like and we've gotten used to have us look at, well, what we are doing in PHP. I think that's what they talk about in Twitter is what we what we are doing with PHP and, and other things. Actually, it's not so bad anymore. And let's server render everything. And we'll just, we'll still use the languages we're using now, but servers are fast and distributed. And I don't know where I was going with this. I think we're supposed to learn Rust at the end of this podcast, though. That's where we, where yeah. we go and do. It's funny. I have a team and they uh, are going to help do JavaScript things. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, but, you know, I have to stop myself because it's like, oh, but like five years ago, this person was mad at this person and like, oh, you did this. And but did you know that this, you know, this is this is this and there is drama here. It's like for us, we have like all this baggage of like, you know, well, this was cool before. And now it's not cool. And now this is cool. And now, you know, but it's like beginner is like, do they care? Should they care? You know? doesn't yeah. matter <laughs> they don't have all that they don't have all the baggage right and a lot of great right. tools so good for them now but sometimes <laughs> i mean do you ever feel like kind of like get off my lawn and do do it this way if there's a little roller coaster and it's like oh that was cool and then and then it got uncool and there's stuff getting i mean that's kind of the way you're that was your point right chuck is the things kind of come in and out of fashion and development is are there things yeah. that aren't like that are there things now that are just better i mean surely there must be Tons of it, right? I was going to say, like, right the fact that yeah. I would uh, assemble websites in tables with images sliced up from Photoshop, I would argue that, like, semantic HTML and HTML's just... better? <laughs> it's better, right? It's yeah. gotten... It, it, we're never cycling back to that. I don't think that's ever happening again for presentation purposes, right? So, like... Yeah, that's I been think a hot this, minute, though. I don't think I ever even... I, I'm, I'm as old school as I feel. I never wrote tables for layout. I mean, Microsoft... 
now you know they're bringing us some nice things some shiny things these days but they are the purveyors of everything bad on on the internet and computers for quite some time i'm gonna go also, ahead they say. brought a lot of good stuff too yeah everything bad yeah where's the first to have css they did yes. the typescript thing uh, well i mean collectively how do we feel about typescript love it i love it yep does anyone so, not like it see my issue was that i, I learned in typescript it. So I'm like, what do you mean? No, I don't, I don't know what's happening here. I was yeah, taught yes. that you never use it any. So anytime anybody says use it any, which I think is now like, you know, okay. Or it's like, no, you know, it's not okay mm -mm. these days. No, nope. it's not okay to use it any. No, it's not okay. No, don't just no. put an any on it. Very rarely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was taught to never use it any. So that's, but yeah. you said yeah. that. I'm like, well, maybe. Yeah, usually there's a it. little. Maybe it's okay now. I don't know. Un unknown's <laughs> a little more favorable, even though it's like, you're yeah. you're saying like, I have no idea at this point, And hopefully I clean that up later on. And yeah, Annie is like, I don't know. Don't care. I saw this cute uh, meme last night of the practical dev. He was posting some things on Instagram and it was typescript and basically it was like a picture of like a man standing next to a house with a dog and everything was labeled. Like house, dog, man, shirt, pants. It's like, yeah, that's what TypeScript looks like. I will take any house, any pants, any man, Tracy? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> On the topic of the HTML getting better, I've been using the popover API today. And man, that stuff rules. Popover and anchor, where you have like an anchor to anchor position something. And there's it's only like HTML, new, like... right? Or is there a CSS component to it? Oh, it's just HTML. But I'm having to, so there's a polyfill and it does not like play super nice. So you do have to do a little bit of CSS mm -hmm. work to get it to play nice everywhere, especially with this like top layer thing. So the top layer is right. like a new Z index thing. It just kind of sits on top of everything for, for pop-ups and stuff. And it's it's been pretty sick. But like moments before coming on to this podcast, I've been debugging and debugging and debugging because I, I couldn't get it to work in Safari. And sure enough, Safari preferences, disabled JavaScript was checked or whatever. I, yeah. This is like the worst. Oops. Ugh. But oh, that's weird though, because it's an HTML thing. But, it, well, but it's JavaScript just because the polyfill. You're yeah. polyfill oh, for it or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. in the technology preview, but I'm, I'm running it in the, the straight up version of Safari. I've heard of that though. Haven't you seen? There's some, There's I, I wish I could think of it right off the top of my head, but mm -hmm. there's some technologies where if you turn off JavaScript, they, oh, I know what it is. It's image lazy loading. You turn off JavaScript, oh, yeah, it needs lazy JavaScript loading code. images, which is exclusively a, a Java HTML concern, stops working. Does it do edge detection? Like if you pop over something and you're, it's really close to the top of the browser window, does it open downwards instead? Or does it not you do can, that? That's a good question. There is like some, I think you'd probably have to use JavaScript for that. But they, the anchor positioning API is really what I think you would use that for. And that's actually like a really wild API. There's like an anchor function and you're passing it again like a unique identifier and then giving it like a top right position or whatever. So you, you're trying to anchor it to something like a tooltip, right? You're anchoring it to the, the word. But it is a wild API. I just started diving into the... I couldn't get the polyfill for that working on every browser. But so I, I'm just using straight up JavaScript and CSS to mess with it. But yeah, man, HTML rules. Yeah, this say basic HTML. And then I, I watched Chris's talk at Render. And he was talking about a lot of really interesting CSS stuff because I picked up like Una talked a whole bunch about the popover API and was like, that is super cool into that. Chris, you were talking about, I don't know, maybe it takes very little to impress me. I don't know. But the masonry layout for grid, I was like, 
and I know it's just a Firefox thing right now because I was like rushed right over. I was like, oh, okay, I can do this right away. Ah, shit, not totally yet, but that thing is awesome. Like some of the layout. I caught some flack for that only because it's 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 just flagged in Firefox. I thought mm. it was not flagged, but anyway. But mm. I was saved oh. by Jen Simmons because her WWDC talk, which you should watch if you haven't seen it, covers a lot of also really great CSS stuff. Opened with that. And I was like, oh, no. thank God. So it, now I don't look like an idiot <laughs> talking about something that may never be real, you know? It's like, yeah. dude, they put that on stage at WWDC. So I think I'm cool, you know? Yeah, I think I think it's going to go somewhere. I think it's got legs. And people want it. I liked a lot of the other aspects around thinking about your content internationally from your talk. But then again, you brought out the sexy with that for me in the end, like later on. I was like, oh, yeah, but this thing, this mainstream thing, Pinterest, I don't know. I still, I like it. My hot take is that Firefox has been getting a lot less of the new features that I want quickly enough. <laughs> like every time I want to use something, it's Firefox. Yeah. That's the problem. I can't believe they ship yeah. anything at all. Didn't I was at one yeah. point, I feel like they fired everybody under the yeah. sun. Yeah, they fired like everybody. I've never felt like the Firefox team has been like as visible, I feel like, as we can only talk about Microsoft and Google, I suppose, since Apple's also. Oh, they were there, like king not. when. Grid and Flexbox came out, like it was all Firefox for everything. Yeah, you know? yeah. The dev, they even were, the, yeah, the dev tools are still way better. Dev so what tools, happened? Tools, they're running out of money. So the people don't know this, mm. but the way that Mozilla makes money is from Google Ads. It's like ninety five percent of their mm. budget is people use Firefox. Mm. They search for stuff on Google, and you click an ad on Google, they get a good chunk of that money, and that's going away. <laughs> People stop using Google as much. They're going to AI and because uh, Google's that like, money. I know how to kill Firefox. I'm just gonna <laughs> kill oh, this I program. I don't even think yeah, like no, sorry, that, it's not yeah. going away. But like, I, just, I think the income from that yeah, is becoming less hit. and less. And yeah, I, yeah. I imagine, and as regular people start using ChatGPT to search stuff instead of Google, they're like, Mozilla has to find another way to make money. I would say I'm a, I'm about 60, 40, right? Like tech things and I don't know, professional things, definitely chat GPT. Normal stuff like, oh, IMDB, who's in this movie? I'm still going to, to Google for like regular stuff. But chat GPT is so. so funny because now it'll be like, I, I'll be like, who is this person? And it's like, well, if this person is important now, I don't know because my info only goes back to like September 2021, right? So it's <laughs> yeah. like, mm. it's being smarter about its responses because it's getting so much crap about you're supposed to know, but you don't know, I guess. Mm. GPT is supposed to know, but doesn't know. Right, right. They don't understand the training model depends you, on So like, when you say chat GPT, do, do you literally go to OpenAI? You just go to the straight I, up go to chat.openai.com? I, I have a just chat that open, open all the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I use it via yeah. Raycast. So Raycast has like a chat extension and it's just, it doesn't have any of the like plugins or anything like that, but it's just faster for me just to hit the keyboard shortcut, mm. immediately open it in mm. and just type. Yeah. Like so you got to put your API yeah, key in or whatever. That. If you, yeah, you can put a hotkey <laughs> in and type AI or you can assign one. And I was just like typing like tailwind padding, tailwind font size. The most frustrating thing is waiting for it to, type out the actual values in front of you rather than just show it immediately. But I thought that was fake, yeah. but it turns out they're actually streaming the result. This is funny because like I just typed in is Tailwind popular and it says, yes, as of my knowledge cutoff in September 2021, 
Tailwind CSS yeah. is a popular utility-first CSS framework. So it'll always yeah, be I've, I had to tell it to just shut up about the your knowledge date cutoff. I know your oh, knowledge date cutoff. It's always, yeah. you, I, I get it. Stop Stop telling me every time. Just but it's hard thing. because it's like, can you do that? Can you shut that off? You can tell it anything oh. you want, yeah. Say, please. I, I've, I've told it, like, please, I don't need your, your fluff. Just give me the code. Give me a short description if I need that. Like, I mean, I tell it nicely. I try to be nice to it. Just say please and thank you. <laughs> it has a yeah. yeah. It's going to remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I when I got my head in the guillotine, yeah, and I I was I said please and thank you. So you know, you spare me, please. I would probably take up like motion graphics or video or something. I worked as a video editor before professionally before getting into like my first dev job. That was kind of my career path before I, I, I got my first dev job was doing. I was an editor, but I, I was trying to break into motion graphics. So I, I did a lot of 3D work, motion graphics, 3D stuff. And I, I was like on, firmly on the After Effects career path. I, I really enjoy that stuff. So that's probably what I would do. I don't know. I guess if money didn't matter, I would try to make my child a billionaire in the next three years. But every time his modeling opportunities come up, I'm like, I have to work. I can't take three days off just for your modeling career. Granted, he'll get paid, but... Ah. So hard, man. What would I? I would probably be that guy that is always into weird entrepreneurial pursuits. I would have like a dumpster rental company or a <laughs> screen printing company or something bizarre like that. Because like renting tables. As much as I am, yeah. As much as I am a web developer, I'm uh, figure out how to make money at stuff. You know, that was always me as a kid trying to figure out how to make a buck. So I would probably have gotten into something. Something really weird and probably something that's not as glamorous as web dev and making brooms or something. Hey, so uh, there you go. We, we kind of had to end the conversation on uh, a discussion around, hey, if you weren't doing this as your career, what would you do in life? And I found it very interesting that Wes's desire to be in logistics somehow to make money with more like practical things that are a business, but people don't think about all the time. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people would say they just want to be out of like anything where you're going to sit at a computer. Like if I can escape from that, how can I build stuff or do a thing that's in the real world? That is true. No one says, oh, if I wasn't a software engineer, I would be in hardware or something right. like that, right? Nobody I would says, write like, Word docs like, all day. Yeah, that's what I would Right, do. I would be in spreadsheets for sure. I would be doing presentations. I would really work on my PowerPoints. Oh, yeah. I feel like people do tend to lean into like more physical pursuits. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would do. Like I already, my eyes don't work and everything is broken because I'm at a computer all day. And so mm. if I could get away from that, I totally would. You think um, that you would be physically fit enough for manual labor? <laughs> Uh, not, not the kind where you've got to like dig a hole all day, but like right, fixing right. up a car or something. Sure. That's true. Mechanics, auto mechanics or some sort of mechanics. I would be into that. I think I do like the hardware of things in a way like fixing and, and building stuff. So yeah, I could, I could see that by the way, dear listener, you may have heard, cause there's only one of you, you may have heard a pouring sound and while we try and recoup the rest of this episode whiskey is a necessary part of what we do here so we just circle back to the dalmore 12 you may have heard actually yeah by the time this came out this that will be out 
Mm, I believe it was just one or two episodes ago. I don't think it will, actually. All right. Well, then look forward to the Dow more 12. (laughs) Yeah. And other people handle schedules and math and other things. We just, you know, we wrote a script and it arbitrarily schedules all of the episodes in whatever order, too. Uh, the Downward yeah. 12, it's a scotch. You, most of you know we're not big scotch fans, but around... Uh, but this one has a very different flavor to it, flavor profile to it. Yeah. I don't remember a ton about what we gave it. Found it decent. Enough to have it again, because it's an open bottle sitting here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It'll, it's, it'll, it's not terrible. It's a little bit off-putting right this second, because I brushed my teeth not long ago. So hmm, it's, um, it seems like ill-advised, as before you record a podcast, that you well, know we drink whiskey. Yeah, but my my day got away from me. So I was uh mm. like doing stuff for our loan for our house all day and trying to work still and like bugs were coming up at work and I was just like nonstop everything. And I was like, all right, quick shower before the podcast, brush my teeth, and then I was like showed up and then uh, our guests' uh, internet connection didn't work, so we are here, here doing are. this instead. Yeah, well, you know, life happens and we're willing to pivot and go through it. Speaking of life, like what? Okay, so. Again, timing-wise, when this is released, hopefully this is a well-over-trend by that time. But, like, what the hell is going on to at least my particular Twitter feed, which is full of people drinking milk or milk alternatives? <laughs> I do I do, yeah. I do, do have a bone to pick there a little bit, but what is going on? Just one day, it just started happening, and more and more people. And now it's gone even further. It's like, I'm here touching grass. Drinking milk, being part of the world, and earth, and yeah. energy. Did you see uh, Adam Elmore ask about it? Or he was like, okay, I totally know what's going on with the milk thing, but if I were to explain it to someone else, could you tell me what I might say? Or whatever. <laughs> and, it, and they and were like... Uh, is like, wait, what? <laughs> they were like, uh, DM me. So, yeah, someone responded that it was like, I forget the two people it was, but it was like one person just happened to like drink milk out of the jug or something like not part of the meme or the whatever's going on yet and then someone else was like wait you drink that right out of the jug and then like one up to them with like a bigger jug or like something and then yeah. everyone just started doing it because they were like this and is then dumb. people were Let's like you drink milk milk is bad what about this yeah. stuff and what um, about soy milk or wine or <laughs> yeah right oh yeah the wine yeah. i think that was a ken wheeler thing i don't know yeah ken i just want to mention also, him like, you know, I can just get a titty out and put it in my mouth and, like, <laughs> you know, like one up all you and, guys. I guess he has like a, mm-hmm. a newborn maybe. So there's like actually still milk there or something. I don't know what uh, he was getting ooh, at. But. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if it was going to be a male or female one, but mm. I was waiting with bated <laughs> breath to see if he would do it because it feels like he probably would. Yeah. And I don't even know him. It's just, you know, what the the persona that he allows us to know. Although yeah. I've listened to a couple of his talks before from way back when he worked at Formidable. So yeah. I knew how to pronounce Urkel. And it is Urkel. Like the... Did I do that? I know that impression was great. Yeah. Can't Flawless. wait for Julio White, Julio White to come on our show. <laughs> yeah. and do I, it I don't for think us. he's coming on. I know. I don't know what he's up to these days, but I remember the last time seeing him, he was like jacked. I'm like yeah. looking like Will Smith and all jacked and stuff. I was like, well, he probably people don't make fun of him to his face at least anymore. Yeah, no, like I feel like he has a little bit of a nerdy face still or something, so it like doesn't go mm-hmm. with the like jacked appearance. But yeah, he's like fit and like I don't know, maybe he's got plenty of money. I don't know if he's acting anymore or what he's doing. 
I, I think it was like a charity thing or something I saw him at some years ago mm. and I don't I don't keep up yeah turns out yeah not like you do with the uh, Kardashians <laughs> yeah 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 oh totally although uh, what was that <laughs> another funny Twitter thing so apparently Kanye posted hey Napoli I know how it feels I lost my Kim too because like Napoli star center back Napoli football club star center back was signed by Bayern Munich and his name is Asian. I don't know if he's Korean. So I won't say Kim, whatever is his name. Mm. And so he's like, yo, Napoli, I know how it feels. I lost my Kim too. I was like, Oh my gosh. He's just, uh, that's a pretty that tame was... thing for him. Not like, yeah, yeah. No anti-Semitic stuff or mm. like, Mm-mm. yeah. Yeah. No, uh, no, nothing. No weird shoes. Yeah, well, no one will make Some, his weird shoes anymore because everyone's distanced right. from themselves from them. You get knockoffs now or something. Yeah. I don't know if that's okay to go and get because I thought they were so ugly before. I don't even want the knockoffs. So. They're like weird moon shoes. If yeah. I want to get moon shoes, I still want the Nikes that self-lace that Back to the Future 2 promised me decades ago. Well, you know they made those, Where right? is this? They made them, but they don't self-lace. I need the Nikes that self-lace. It wasn't the look, it's the function. You just push the button and then it'll No, no, they made the function. Did you see these? I didn't see these because I saw when they released. It was a limited run. Mm. And it was like 100 only and you had to apply to get them as like a contest. And you can buy them now for like $45,000 because like there's only 100 of them. So if you get one, like unless you are just the biggest fan ever, you're probably selling that and making a big profit. See, this is why I want to get quote unquote fuck you rich because I want to take stuff like that collectibles like that and maybe this seems pretty wasteful or whatever else and I'll, I will give plenty of to charity and, and do good things too but I also want to waste it in a way on things like that like get those shoes and then just wear them mm-hmm. I want to get rare cars and drive them like just use the things that have somehow become weird trophies you know yeah. buy the expensive whiskey and open it and drink it with friends and family. Like, I want to do those things. I want to use these things. I want to drive that car and get paint scratches and rock chips and, like, you know, have it worn and how, how it did a, the thing it was supposed to do. Yeah. Like, applying these things with a purpose. And somehow there's, like, such a culture of collecting. It's like legitimizing hoarders in a way or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what has made it become that way like i think there's i forget what show it was or something we were just like scrolling through netflix and some guy has like every apple product they've ever made or something Mm -hmm. and it's like why you know it's if you had one and it's like it's cool to boot it up sometimes and like see what it used to be like and whatever that's fun but like you know every single one what are you doing with those like yeah i don't know like yeah they they're not fitting their original function and if they're just stored as a collectible again it's not really doing much i can see apple having you know a warehouse or an archive yeah i think nike has that right you know doesn't nike have that for a bunch of their shoes and all that again this makes sense you're the manufacturer you're the the brainchild uh these are the brainchild of of your company so it's cool to like look back at where we were and where we've been but yeah as an individual I don't know what the hell I would do with all those things. Like being the steward of Apple products for your whole life. Maybe if your last name is Jobs, you should do that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. 
Yeah, so, I just I don't really collect stuff except for all the whiskey that I don't drink from this podcast. So yeah, well, you know, when you tried to NFT your way out of that, and that didn't work either. Like, oh, you God. still got rug pulled. I mean, you gotta drink it and use it for cocktails so that more than you will drink it, and then share. I mean, I I, I easily every time we get invited over for like a barbecue or dinner or whatever else, I am always bringing whiskey with me. And I'm always leaving it there. And they're like, no, no, take this. This is a nice one. Like, no, trust me. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I got plenty. Maybe you haven't listened to our podcast. Check it out at whiskeywebandwhatnot.fm. Uh, right, exactly. And, and listen to at least one whole episode so that you can rate us five stars. And then just never come back again. I don't know. Yeah. We never or got do. any additional ratings from Render, which tells me that it definitely doesn't count it unless you listen to the whole thing. So right. if any of those people so. who rated us are listening... Listen to a whole episode and rate us again, please, so that it works. Right. Yeah, you can't just go right and rate it and then never come back again or not finish one. So, yeah. I mean, good for them making it legitimate. You know, the rate, you, can, you can't have bots come in and like mass rate it or something weird. Yeah. So, so it makes sense that it's legitimized in that way. I don't want to skip over this important question that I have, though, which is, there's the milk thing and various milks. And then there mm-hmm. are these quote unquote milks like oat milk, almond mm-hmm. milk, whatever. I don't know. Coconut milk, which maybe is somewhat viably cl- closer to actual milk. But like any kind of nut milk isn't a milk, right? You know, like what makes well, it milk? I feel like milk? it's a broad term. And I feel like the term at its core just means like extracting a liquid from a thing. Arguably the almond ones and stuff that like don't have that much liquid and like, where does it all come from? There's a bunch of other crap in there, whatever. Yeah. Um, I've made my own almond milk once, by the way, it is a messy and not worth it process. I mean, you basically like crush up a bunch of almonds and then they're in this like small sieve bag thing and, and you soak it for a while. So it's like, nut soaked it's almost like making chocolate milk right but it takes longer because mm. you don't so have it's not syrup. um it has no. nothing to do with getting it out of it then you're just putting your own water in and like collecting the flavor so then yeah, yeah. that is not milked coconut as yeah. you said does have real liquid so that is yeah milk it's more so, milky i find it all just to be a dairy substitute and that's fine mm-hmm. if you're like i don't want dairy in my coffee i want this a, a dairy substitute okay but you know you don't get to have the category milk in my view it's not milk there's nothing milk about it and that's okay if you don't it's sort of like fake meats they're not meat they're just like other processed thing that's supposed to kind of fake it yeah and if you choose to have that rather than the thing that's okay i want you know a chicken substitute it's kind of like imitation crab meat right although that is other meat still but like in a way it's like did you want crab cool well i got this stuff made out of fish it's looks kind like, of like crab. crab. Yeah. It's crab like. And we add a gelatin in there so it gets a sponginess to it. Enjoy that. It's just like fancy crab. I did have a really good crab cake a couple of days ago. Mm. Uh, it was yeah. crab cake day at a restaurant in Maryland and it was like wow. a third off the normal price. And I was like, mm-hmm. cool, I'll try it. And it was very yeah. good. Yeah, it's well, I guess it's not soft shell crab season, but I mean it's always kind of crab season in Maryland. Yeah, that's well, a good even when it's not in season, Maryland finds it. 
They're like, we are the crab people, whether we made it or not. I feel like they have blue crab and a couple other ones like year round. So you can always get a decent crab cake there. And if you get it at a better price, like why not? Why would it be on sale? I don't know. I'm always, I don't know. I think it's it's supposed to be like a promotion to get people in the door, right? So you buy things that have higher margins while you're in there eating the crab cake is the theory. Mm. Yeah, the restaurant business seems difficult. Mm-hmm. It's probably not for me. There's a lot, of, a lot of pressure behind that. But the I, selling I like whiskey the, business seems easy because you go, all right, yeah. this bottle costs $50. So if you're going to buy it at my bar, it's going to be $400. It seems like an easy way to make money. Yeah, margins on alcohol are ridiculous. It's like 300% on average. It's like, oh, you like this bottle of wine? Well, it costs you $20 at, at Trader Joe's. You go to the restaurant, it's easily $60, $70 for the oh, bottle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just crazy. And people yeah. are like, yes, I'll have that same thing. Well, you're not going to say, hey, I'm going to not have wine because you're charging me more, unless you're like really cost conscious at the time or something. But yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't buy like a several hundred dollar bottle at a restaurant, but it, you know, if it is hat double the price, three times the price, like still probably okay. Yeah. That's the funny thing is I think the margins on more expensive bottles are lower, right? Cause they need us kind of a ceiling. So it's like a hundred dollar or more bottle out. They at max, I think double it and that's it. Yeah. So Cause like it would get ridiculous. Minute. Like, yeah. You drop off a cliff of like the people that would pay a hundred ish dollars to people that would pay over 200 are not going to happen. So that's crazy. It actually reminds me on an episode of Smartless that I was listening to recently. I never talk about this podcast, but uh, Bill Maher yes, was on and they were forever, they were for whatever reason discussing clubs in LA and bottle service. And the, none of them go do that at this point. But apparently it's like a $5,000 endeavor to do bottle service. So you get like mediocre vodka and some mixers at a premier table and it's like five grand. Yeah. Well, the table is part of it because usually it's probably at a club that like doesn't have seating. You're like standing room only unless you buy the VIP lounge or whatever. So then yeah, you're paying for that. But then yeah, each bottle is like so much. Yeah. And then you get premium seating and you get the intent, you know, like the attention. You're like, look, I could afford this. Mm-hmm. right here the people that can afford that are insane well they just value different things i guess but and they have a lot of money mm-hmm. if you're literally i don't know how much jeff bezos makes a day but i imagine that it's got to be something comically large like several hundred thousand dollars a day or something right yeah and if that's happening you're like five grand i don't care like doesn't matter at all so those kind of well, people will do that. I'm, it's not Jeff Bezos, though. It's like these these people's children, right? So it's not like right. the hedge fund manager at BlackRock. People that inherit the things. It, yeah. It's the people that have access to that. And uh, they're like, cool, I'm 24, just made it through college with no no debt and got an immediate VP position at my uncle's thing so it doesn't look too much you know like a problem i don't work right for my dad i work for my uncle and uh but i have access to 10 grand a day yeah life goals i guess yeah if only you could like somehow work to be born into the right family or financial circumstance right well it depends on your outlook right because if you think about the good things you like you weren't born as a cow win right like yeah 
<laughs> when? You know? Yeah. So and wait, like, am I a dairy cow or am I, you know, uh, mm, no, you're a, a soy burger. cow. Am I am I a burger <laughs> cow? Am I gonna turn into a burger or do I just gotta keep just live on the flying? pasture for fun? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like you know? I guess those are different, but you know what I mean. I wanna like, be I wanna be a cow in like a Hindu country mm-hmm. so that I am appreciated and precious. Yeah, yeah that's not a terrible life comparatively. Yeah. But like, yeah, like if you're, I feel like anyone who isn't like super, has anything super bad going on, like tons of poverty or tons of illness or something should feel like I'm lucky to be a human and alive and doing okay. Like, right. There's a lot of people doing worse now. So this is true. We always, woe is me look at all that privilege and random luck, but I don't need $5,000 bottle service. So I'm okay. I would like one awesome vintage car to drive the fuck out of the one that like has like somebody's protected for 40 years and has like, you know, it's like the Ferris Bueller thing, right? Where he has that, uh, Ferrari GT 250 GT California. I have that fantasy. That's probably Ferris Bueller's fault. Actually. Why I have that <laughs> fantasy. I'm like, that is a bucket list item for me to take the protected precious trophy car and just fucking drive it. Well, if you ever get filthy rich, what you should do mm-hmm. is start a fund for middle class folks to get some obnoxiously expensive thing, like one a year of mm. like, you just give it to them and they get to use it. And like, right, right. It's almost like make a wish, but you don't have to be dying. Yeah. 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 I like that. And in spite of re- recent legislation, I would make it very equal opportunity. What happened with recent legislation? Uh, affirmative action was abolished basically oh was it i totally missed that i haven't <laughs> oh. i haven't watched any news or anything in a while was this oh recent? boy yes i think it was yesterday and today's scotus decision was around um God, can we fucking uh, fire the supreme court they should be going to jail with recent evidence but that's a whole other thing like they they've clear bribery and payoff and like like i think one of the there's like oh a judge given free vacation essentially and take it on these expensive trips and whatever else. And I think like the person providing that has like a direct benefit for student loan forgiveness not occurring. And coincidentally that justice voted to repeal that forgiveness and is also trying to reduce the powers of the president in correlation to things like that. The Supreme court is not supposed to have power to do anything. They like, get to weigh in on things sometimes they're not supposed to be mm. but we're not going to get too political we're going down a, yeah. a big uh thing here but yeah not, also, not a, a fan coup all over france it's burning france is burning by the way like oh, what, all over what happened there? buildings are we burning. can talk about them because uh, it's not our government yeah it's not us uh well it might sound a little close to home so some police shot and killed a 17 year old black boy or i might be making that part i know they shot and killed a 17 year old boy doesn't matter what race he was. So I was feeling like it might be, but I could be wrong. And so yeah, that not race aside, doesn't matter. Yeah, that's why I want to walk that back and say might have that wrong. But all the other parts are right. And so riots started happening and then that started to spiral. And so there's looting and destruction mm. and lots of fires. Do you all think Americans like, fly over when they hear that looting might happen and just do all of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and then on a racial side, so that they're blaming the Islamic folks that were allowed to 
immigrate into France and blah, 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 blah. For so the looting? You know, for whatever, just allowed in and now these things are happening. And so they're saying, well, yeah. obviously it's not French. It's not the French people doing this. It's immigrants and yeah, ridiculous. See, but this is France why is I don't watch any news. Like I knew nothing about any of this and I've been fine. Like, yeah, but you're on Twitter. Apparently, you're well, isolated but, on Twitter somehow. But Twitter, all I see is people drinking milk and like mm. doing stupid stuff. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, nobody talks about real stuff on Twitter except for Notice, the like occasional "fuck you, Elon" or something. Right, but it is like all tech bros drinking milk. So, mm-hmm. right. So well, I only follow tech say. bros. Like it's very curated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go, and nailed it. You can isolate yourself and the news and information that you get in life don't turn on tvs you tweak twitter to give you the content that you want and so elon's wrong it's not like the number one news platform that's real in the world because if that was the case you would get relevant news regardless but you tell it no i don't want those things that's all fluff to me just let's keep it let's keep it cheeky and funny yeah which is fine too i mean you know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I'm just there's saying too much that, bad like, stuff going on to like really want to see all of that. So yeah, it's tough. I I basically I from a news perspective, kind of like scroll Apple News for a little while, scroll Twitter, and that's kind of it. I feel like I'm getting more than enough of bad shit that I don't know where I can escape to. Def- not Mars yet, I guess. Yeah, we need to get on that. Maybe like mm. mine some minerals in space or. Do something other than just Emeralds. like go to the moon decades ago and then be like, we're done. Yeah, we're <laughs> done with that. Well, we send non-manned things all over the place. You know, we have the Mars. Well, yeah. Rover. But if you sent a bunch of manned people to somewhere and said, you have to live here now, we'd probably be Oof. doing a lot better. Like they would uh, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon barely survived. What do you want? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. He figured it out though. Got his crops going and all that. It's a fairly relevant point to end things on i think we've gotten as what naughty as possible yeah yeah this one was uh not the best that we've ever had but uh hopefully you enjoyed the first part with all of the people that are more interesting than us saying more interesting things than we say and the random bullshit that we just spouted so we will have an actual episode with more guests and things that you're used to for the next ones at some point, I really promise we will do videos. We've been kind of hit or miss with them because shit keeps happening. Technology yeah. is hard, turns out. Yeah, if there's any whiskeys you want us to try, any topics you want us to cover, let us know. You can reach us on Twitter, LinkedIn. We need to make a little thingy on our website where you could just like send us text so that we can uh, Ooh, do like that, that because kind of like a pseudo form. Yeah, like people don't all have Twitter or whatever, so I get that. But like we we want to hear from you and whatever platform you're on. Uh, hit us up and yeah we'll uh, do whatever you say next time um, bum, 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 bum. <laughs>